This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, Sir Will is not himself. As he sees Della laying there, her hair just kind of like blowing in the wind, he stops for a second, and then you see this wash over his face, and it looks like he is a different person. As Della's life hangs in the balance, his face cringes up into this look of disgust and just hatred, and he slowly pulls out the sword. But danger still surrounds the party. You hear the sound of a bear. A bear? Flanked by two stone giants. And there's no way out. Oh my god, Will. The adventure continues now. Hey everybody, this is Not Skid, and I am not here to not welcome you to episode 102 of the Not's a Glass Cannon podcast. I, I almost got through that with a straight face. I'm so sorry for trying to trick you. I am actually Skid, and I am here to welcome you to episode 102 of the Glass Cannon podcast. Don't have a lot of business this week, uh, although we do have a new series of artwork that are being done by our friend, uh, the consummate comic book professional Robert Atkins. You may have seen his work, uh, my Nestor portrait that I've spoken so highly of. Uh, he's doing more. He's doing all of us. And they are the those are going to be available to uh, Patreon donors at the $10 tier. If you want to get a look at those, it's well worth the investment, we think, uh, along with all the other goodies that you get. Also wanted to let everybody know that I just finished recording a great conversation with Jason Sansbury of The Drift Podcast. That's at Out in the Drift on Twitter about Paizo's new upcoming sci-fi themed role-playing game, Starfinder. Uh, just had a great time talking to him about role-playing in general and sci-fi and uh, what we think about the game itself based on what we know. And uh, that should be out the last week of May. So we'll uh, be sure to make an announcement on that on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, take a listen to that if you get the chance. But in the meantime, please, let's enjoy together episode 102 of the Glass Cannon Podcast, Spike Drop. I was waiting last week, like, thinking to myself, it's time to roll out that breath attack, unless Baron can do some signif damage to get this dragon below 25, because I'm more than happy to follow the book and have it get out of there before 25. But the whole time I'm thinking to myself, because I'm always thinking to myself as I'm, I'm, I'm watching the clock, like, what the hell is the cliffhanger going to be? It's going to be like, and you find treasure. We'll see you next week. <laughs> never never done that before. <laughs> it's just so lame. I was thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to do? And then I look over at this crazy Irishman. <laughs> <laughs> Crazier and, than And this. I'm looking at you, and pa- just past you is the TV that we have the map on, looking at it, and I'm thinking like, no one else can see this going down. That, Umlo, that's why I didn't, yeah. Nestor, Baron are all behind that wall, all behind the rubble. And Sir Will goes over there, and I was like, got my cliffhanger. And then I was also like, why didn't Della use the Drake's Bane horn? 
Uh, well, to, be, to be fair, the only got time I got to act was the time I acted before you, you brought me back to when I was unconscious. Very curious move. It's also and, in the uh, bag of holding. Part. It's in the bag of holding. Ah, it sure is. Yep. She also did 68 points of damage <laughs> on her turn, which she actually did do. And then True. you hit me with True. six attacks. All right, well, how yes. many did it take before you knocked me unconscious? Yes, very courageous. Um, and how am I rewarded? How am I to be rewarded? Uh, that's what I want to know. That's what everybody wants to know. How you are to be rewarded. So take me back, Joe. Take me back, because I have nothing bullshit about to talk about up top besides this. Take us back to when the fans liked you. You walk over there. It's and been a long, long time, Matthew. The glaze goes over your eyes. A different Sir Will comes into view. Dell, of course, unconscious, doesn't see this change in visage, but I can see it. I can see the camera panning around, wind blowing his beautiful blonde hair. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just staring down at Della, and he pulls out Roselight. Roselight. What happens next? Well, before I say, I want to just make it... I just want to make it clear what was what I said last week and what is seen because it isn't this I don't want it to appear to be this desperate look of like revenge or something like that that this is not where Sir Will is standing he gets off that uh, he gets off of Lexington and you can see it's the same will the same rush to help someone an ally who has been uh, hurt badly and he gets off clang hits the ground his, his armor uh, clanking as he gets off Lexington and as he sees Della laying there her hair just kind of like blowing in the wind he he stops for a second and then you see this wash over his face and it looks like he is a different person like he just his face cringes up into this look of disgust and just hatred and he slowly pulls out the sword and leans down and then snaps out of it. And this look passes away and he doesn't remember it. Like he just gets off of Lexington and he's looking at his sword, standing over Della. And he just drops the sword out of his hand. Clank, clang. It hits the ground. He lost a few seconds. Like he doesn't know what happened. And he looks around to see if anybody saw it. Nobody saw anything. And he gets down to try to tend to Della's wounds. Oh, someone saw it. Lexington saw it. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to explain it to him. Oh, that's that's interesting you bring that up, Matthew. I actually thought about that. Um, So you get down. Cock his head. (laughs) (laughs) Do a heel check? Yes, yeah. So he does a heel check. God damn it! Natural three. Like yeah. I mean, she, I'm just going to say he does a successful heel check. She was stabilized, that? but now the wound is opened up. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> in a ten round, she dies. So he he quickly when he sees that she's stable, he really quickly grabs the sword and sheathes it, and is like really freaked out, very scared of of what happened. He doesn't know. He felt a strange feeling, strange presence, and then nothing. And you hear the clang, 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 you guys on the other side of the wall. Baron walks around the corner and says, Oh my God, Will. Will, how, how's Della? How's she doing? She, she appears to be stabilized, Sheriff. There's, no, there's nothing to fear for the moment. All right, well, I'm out of my divine powers for the day, but I pulls out the wand and wands Della. Okay. 
Seven points of healing. Excellent. Dalek. <coughs> and Will is, is it dead? Is and, it dead? And Will is feeling like super, super guilty. Like incredible crushing guilt. And he's like kind of shaking. And he's like, Della, are you alright? Is everything okay? And uh, and when he sees her kind of come awake, he's like, no, the, the dragon fled. You're okay now. You'll be all right now. He seems to be kind of overcompensating almost. And even with uh, Sir Will's lack of paladin powers and his, you know, not fall from grace, but close to it, um, something seems unusual to Baron, so he wants to roll a sense motive to see why Sir Will's acting so silly. Sure. Doesn't know, 12. Yeah, he just, that, that was a tough battle. He, he just stared death in the face and death in the, uh, of all his allies in the face. Yeah, he just seems shooken up. Yeah. He's a little, uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, stretched a bit too thin. Um, like too little butter over too much toast. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed that line, huh, Skid? Yeah, really, uh, <laughs> really paraphrased the shit out of that line. Really I believe it was verbatim. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, you come up here, obviously, metagaming-wise, I'm sure more than half the room, if not all the room, knew that there was a good chance of a dragon fight here. But you went in, and boom, breath weapon knocks three guys out of the fight. They retreat around the wall. Della stands in the face of it and lands, boom, almost, like inches away from getting under its scales and doing, like, even greater critical damage, still lays it out with 64, and it was that hit that allowed this encounter to be a runaway, essentially, because then Baron was fine, because Nestor and Sir Will could not hit its AC. Did no damage, I didn't, yeah. Luckily, Baron just, boom, 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 and Baron could get it within range. Della goes down, starts bleeding out. Sir Will comes around, charges, nothing, not even close. Thought he did, thought he really nailed it, but he's fighting a dragon then the thing just 27 was not even close give me a break it was pretty close (laughs) Uh, but you know images of your family that you never met just the idea that this is a creature like this was the creature was it a red dragon that killed your parents or you don't know the color Uh, I don't know the color yeah chromatic it then goes bite claw claw tail slap and luckily the wings miss um, which was just enough to get you time to get the hell out of there draw it towards Baron and Umlo. Umlo is trying his best. Baron lays it out so that it whips around talking to someone along the way and flies off. Now, is it speaking draconic or is it speaking common when we hear it? Uh, it or giantish. Does anybody speak uh, draconic? Della. Yeah. But she I, didn't hear anything. And yeah. I believe Sir Will does. I have to look that up. Oh, no, he does not. He does not speak draconic. Um, well, does Umlo speak Draconic? Uh, I don't think he does. Uh, well, I will say it was speaking in common. It was it was like garbled common and Draconic, right? But w- so we heard something the general about gist, like a, a pigeon of common and Draconic. Right, it was going in and out, like it was under some sort of uh, duress. So it seems like uh, he might have some sort of whisper or scrying or some sort of distant communication spell. And we've already seen... This is the same dragon we saw land in episode 100? Was that it? Or? You did not see that dragon. Oh. The people downstairs? <laughs> the people right, downstairs that's what I mean. have seen it. The other characters that we may or may not have You would at. have to ask them. Right. <laughs> Why don't you ask Orphus? Okay. Uh, oh, wow. um, Della is very badly hurt, even with... I just did not give myself a couple wands. 
um, and has no spells. Yeah, Nestor and Umlo are both also in pretty rough shape. And you have Aram and Ymir Shinnerman. You have an old man who you haven't quite introduced yourself yet because he's still uh, coming to. You have Lork, who has no feet, and a wild gnomish creature. <laughs> um, and a and, horde of treasure. And you've left bodies throughout the tower. Yeah. And you've got maps and, scr- and scrolls, horde of treasure, books and stuff to look at. What the hell are you guys going to do? How do you get out of this situation without letting people know that you've been there? I mean, it's impossible. The same way everyone puts their pants on Troy one leg at a time. First we look at the treasure, then we talk to the people, we consult the maps, and we find a place to rest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sir Will is going to rest. Yeah, Sir Will is going to point out that uh, it said that it was warning someone of our arrival. We must act with haste. We must flee from this exposed perch. So let's grab the treasure. Jose Jellop points faintly at the treasure <laughs> without even examining it, though. No spellcraft checks. We just grab it. We throw it. We take it all and let them see it. <laughs> is it grabbable? Or is it like it's a lot of stuff? Shove it in the bag. Shields, deal with it later. Short bows, weapons. One, two, three, four, five poisons. A couple scrolls, um, amulets, ceremonial masks, uh, carvings, pearls, and a lot of coin. It's Thro- a lot of stuff. But I mean, you could throw it all in the bag. I'm yeah, sure. we'll You're we'll not deal a with it bag. We'll sort through it later. Yeah, that bag is that bag's filling up. Uh, but yeah, you could just throw it in the bag. Throw it in the bag. Bag, yeah. bag, 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 bag. You see that Drake's Bane horn poking out, you shove it back in. <laughs> Who needs that? Um, thing weighed seven pounds. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's heavy. Um, and you're just standing up here, still being buffeted by wings, blood spatters all over the place. Some of the dragons, mostly your own. Your skin singed from this. I mean, the, for, for those of you that haven't had magical healing, I have to imagine your skin is burnt in places. Um <laughs> And you've got now five other people, or four and a half, that you've got to uh, figure out what you want to do with. We were talking off air. We do have this thing we found. We got a couple episodes back. The uh, spike the of safe passage. Iron spike of safe passage. Ah, the iron spike of safe passage. And what does that do again? Uh, you pound it into the ground, and it creates an illusion of... Uh, a hill or a pile of rubble or barrels, like whatever is appropriate to where you are, that you can hide within. And unless somebody interacts with it, it just looks like part of the landscape. Until the spike is pulled up again. <coughs> exactly. And what's the radius? Can you fit enough people in there? 15 feet high, 15 foot diameter. So, yeah. yeah. It'd yeah. be tight, that's but a, that's enough for everyone. Tight yeah. quarters to pile. So, what would be the plan? Lork. <laughs> Poor Lork. Pembroke. Well, you don't have haven't met yet. Aram, Yamir, and then you know that that's going to be pretty tight quarters, and you still have uh, that other creature. Yeah, Rasmataz doesn't take up much space. It's true. He is a feral <laughs> killing machine. He seems perfectly peaceful creature. <laughs> I'm going to suggest that were we to use that spike, the place that would be least likely to be interacted with might be nearby where the chained up monster was using the restroom towards the bottom of the tower I mean I I would think more people would come in and through there 
than yeah. up here, for for example. No one, nobody's going to come up here. Except that's where we're last seen. Right. right, but if we look like a stone, you know, there's a, pu- a bunch of broken but rubble up here. Dragons and, like, high-level people are typically good at perception and detecting magical things. Whereas I think being next, or you go outside, but I think being next to something as undesirable as a poo shoot would... You know, but it's on right, the ground. But someone but has be to traffic, come, like going. Yeah, someone has to come and take care of that thing, feed that thing. Okay, that guy. So that someone's going to check on it. So someone's going to come at some point. Maybe look for the Oculus. I was at the Oculus. Maybe look for a rod or blood freckle. Maybe look for Tharg. Maybe look for Surog and the Rucks. Yeah. So I mean, if someone you don't is sleeping stay. in that room with the bearskin rug and the three chests. That's someone's quarters, as far as you know. Yeah. So if if we're not going to stay up here, I say we go find some ground outside up near the rocks and just I mean post the, up there the other thing to, to think about here is we got to carry Lork wherever we end up going mm-hmm. so maybe what maybe up here is probably the best bet at least for now well the only question I have uh, Troy if it's not written in there you can't add them but are there survival checks involved with staying in this cold area for a prolonged period of time uh, if you were to come up here, you could easily put them behind one of the walls to be safe from the winds. Right. Uh, leave them with rations and whatnot. And, uh, you know, as long as no one interacts with that space. Uh, and we could actually we could actually build a shelter within the illusion. Yeah. So Yeah, that's could. a good point, too. So you can do, you can do your best for them. So they, they, they see through the illusion, and it's a nice lean-to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go. A cozy lean-to. Oh, homie. I just think because this is so less trafficked, and we'll do whatever you guys want, but uh, the dragon or whoever else comes up here will notice differences more than some place that has more If he people. even comes back. I mean, its treasure is going to be gone, so. Sure. I, I like it. I like it for yeah. several yeah. reasons. Not just safety, but just coolness. We're making our home base on the top of a tower yeah. in the clouds. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the only real difficulty is will you be able to just come back up and here, up up and down here at will? Uh, it's a fourth floor walk up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sucks. It's true. Uh, all right. I have a new cathedral. It's okay. I can't believe we're staying at Troy's house. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit of a fixer-upper. There's an Etten doorman. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys go back downstairs to the room with the cages. Um, stand at the top, listen down. You don't hear any movement or anything, so you can safely go down into it. And it's the same scene. All right. They so, see you come down, and you all look like you just got into a yeah. ten-round boxing match. Uh, Sir Will will come down and say, Those of you that can walk, we're going to go to the upper ramparts of the tower. We have a spell that will allow us to rest up there in relative safety. For you. And he sort of trots Lexington over and gets off of Lexington in front of, uh, in front of Lork. He leans down and he says, For you, we will find a way to move you. Fear not. I am Sir William Keswick, son of Emmet, Earl of Highbury. <laughs> what is your name, sir? I'm Lord Goyan Tusk. I didn't mean to get into this, really. Yeah, I, was just <laughs> I just wanted really? to introduce... I, just I want to you introduce. to do the whole conversation. <laughs> 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 I'm really in terrible pain. Oh, Okay. So uh, he's going to 
Sir Will will help whoever can walk because he's not going to be able to lift Lork to, uh, you know, be like almost uh, a cane. Basically, they can lean on his shoulders as he's armored and he'll walk them up the stairs. How yeah. much does footless, emaciated Lork weigh at this point? Because I can carry a lot of stuff and unencumbered and I can move at my normal speed. You can you can carry Lork fine. I'll carry Lork um, and, and the two young <laughs> firemen's men, carry. The two yeah. younger men, the Shuneman's sons, can move under their own power. And Della um, will go help Pembroke. Yeah, Dellen will contend to Pembroke. Hey, thank you, my dear. I'm I'm Dellen Narn, by the way. And I'm Pembroke, just Pembroke. <laughs> Usually, a man of your knowledge and intellect has a an eponym. I did once. I'm afraid it's fallen away, sloughed off. And the two young men say, "And what a father! That is our father in that cage." He perished here, the older boy says. And the younger one says, we, we, we can't just leave him here. We've seen what they do. we felt what they do to people here. I know he could no longer feel pain, but I can't just leave him here to be burnt as an offering to their false god. What would your father want you to do? Live or die? to live your father's remains would serve a better tribute to his life if they contributed to your continued existence if his remains stay here they will think that we have fled downwards and escaped uh, now sorry, i thought you were suggesting we eat him no <laughs> this is not the movie alive um so uh, Amlo comes up it's like no and he looks to them and he's like, we could burn him and give you his ashes so that when you return to your homeland, you can inter him there. I agree. We should not leave his body here. It's an unholy place. Yeah, but I mean, where are we going to burn a body? In the brazier, burn right here. these braziers. Oh, right. Dump him in. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And the, the sons sort of look to each other and talk, and they agree. I mean, that is like the best case scenario. So they're not going to like, throw him from the tower. That's how he wanted to die. We'll pulverize him by let gravity do the pulverizing. It's rocks on the way down. May I ask, who do you worship? We worship Abadar. We have not as uh, strong a faith as our father, um, but. We are worshippers of Abadar. I know no prayers of Abadar, but I'd be happy to stand by, stand in vigil for a ceremony for your father. I, but we must make it quick. I think I know a few. <laughs> Give me a few minutes to get my breath back. And the, um, I would say maybe Umlo, maybe Enlist Baron to help do this. The sons don't really want to Paul Bear, and they do something to like burn him and collect the ashes. Um, and Pembroke does like a blessing of Abadar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> money, 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 money. It's <laughs> very inappropriate. <laughs> um, and may they, he be carried to the afterlife on a river of coin. <laughs> <laughs> and they put, you know, these ashes of this man, the 
descendant of all the Shinnermans into a little glass jar to give to um, they introduce themselves as Aram and Ymir um, and they just hold it and they still have you know torn muscles on exposed wounds and whatnot but they go upstairs with you guys Baron carrying Lork Della and Sir Will uh helping Pembroke along and you guys are the last ones to come and Pembroke you see Rasmataz in the cage and he is feral yes uh I'll be back for you later <laughs> and he's just looking at you trying to like scratch out your eyes <laughs> it's very sad yeah in a way. Mm. so everyone with the exception of Rasmataz go upstairs Put the spike into the ground after you make a makeshift lean to, and they just disappear from sight. And if one of you wants to interact with it, you can touch it and see it, start to see the outline of it, but it is a great hiding space. Nice. Excellent. That's so cool. It's like a full size version of the elven cloaks from Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. I was like gonna a, say it's rock. like a like a medieval Winnebago. Well, that too. <laughs> it's everything you need in here. <laughs> so you guys set them up. Night is falling. You know. Can we do a little spell crafting before uh, we go to bed? Uh, well, where do you guys want to go? I don't think you want to spell craft after you put them the spike in the ground. Tell me what you want to do now. Night is falling. Where I mean, like once we're in, am I confused? Are we not resting overnight inside this thing? Yeah, all yeah. of you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifteen foot diameter. Yeah, so there's oh, plenty of oh, okay. oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, I radius. thought you guys were leaving oh, them radius? there, and you no, were diameter. Diameter. even more. Oh, di- radius. Yeah, yeah. No. no, it's a fifteen foot diameter. Oh, oh, God. diameter. That's we enough can't. space. That's enough space. Not for it's. You are three people. feet. Several several people are three and four feet tall. Matthew, do you want me to walk out a 15-foot radius to Listen, you? I know it's you're... impossible. <laughs> Listen, I have to be the one that represents all the small folk in the room, literally. <laughs> you can fit in 15 feet of space. It will not... We're camping. ...be comfortable. No. Certainly for the ones that are injured. All right, so you guys um, get ready, and you rest down there. I'm sure... How, how's those wands doing? Use some of the they're, uh, folks. They're... Uh, they're sputtering. Sput- yeah. I have nine left. Uh, we have a 37 out of 50 used on my light, on my cure light wounds. Okay. So 13 left. So let's get down there. I'll let you guys uh, wand up as much as you want after you heal throughout the night. Del will use a little infernal healing. Are we doing that crazy, crazy thing we talked about a while ago about healing spells on resting, doing max healing? No? no? Okay. No, <laughs> I just thought I, I just wanted to ask. It's a good try, Grant. I, I never talked about that. <laughs> uh, do we do the spell crap before we go to bed or when we wake up? Up to you guys. There's a lot. Before we go to bed. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, well, we do well, it they, before we go to bed, and then if we fail, we can try to go to bed. Do the, the ambulance. Yeah. Like, the ambulance first. Well, the, po- the potions could be healing yeah, potions. The healing sure. stuff could be. Yeah, we don't yeah. need to do the poisons. It's not uh, I can I can touch of law six times, so if you have a good uh, spellcraft, I can just touch of law you to get... Uh, I'm plus ten. So what touch of law you get? 21. All right, so let's say Baron just is... You guys are tag-teaming this up. You're touch a lot, touch a lot, touch a lot. Let's just talk about the dragon horde, okay? You find a large spined shield. Large. A plus one light pick. Possibly something Nestor might be interested in. 
Not as cool as his, but it is a plus two short bow. Ooh. Interesting. That is interesting. A potion of delay poison. Mm -hmm. That's valuable. A potion of displacement. Ah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Something Della recognizes. Mm -hmm. Immediately, a potion of haste. Oh, good one. I know that smell. I uh, imagine it has like, si- the similar coloring as the components mm. that we don't track. Mm. <laughs> she s- has materials. A scroll of blade barrier. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. A scroll of charm monster. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> oh, Della can use the scroll. Yeah, right. A, a scroll of hold monster. Oh. Uh-huh. A scroll of Summon Monster 5. Oh. Oh. Holy moly. Jackpot. <laughs> a scroll of Wall of Force. Wow, that's cool, Ooh. too. These are powerful. Yeah. yeah. In addition to those things, you find some non-magical items that appear to be of various worth. A noble's outfit. Spears worthless. A copper amulet with garnet setting. A brightly painted clay ceremonial mask with bronze feathers and glittering blue sapphire eyes. Looks very expensive. A set of three lapis lazuli carvings of lucratas. Brings back strange memories as you hold them in your hands. Mm. A black pearl. One black pearl. Baron's like, that's worth something. And then you find... 180 platinum pieces. Ooh, yes. 1,240 gold pieces. Ooh. 4,490 silver pieces. And 13,800 <laughs> coppers. Oh, oh, man. Is there a giant Walmart nearby? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you guys need to get to a town. Yeah. Some we have so Walmart. much stuff in this bag. The question, yeah. though, is this Shinneman's fortune we're carrying right now? Because that would be kind of sad. No, it's not. All right, let's keep it moving. Uh, it's kind of, we're going to, what, what were the, or the, the shield or the pick or the short bow, anything special besides there's plus one, plus one, plus two? No, no. I mean, I, mean, I think Sir valuable. Will would like to take the plus two short bow. So would Del. Else. Oh, here's roll. the roll. Are you ready to roll? Roll, roll, roll. <laughs> All right. Rolling off. I mean, you do have a plus three pearl of power. Well, we could trade it. Or just roll for it. Just roll for it. <laughs> Just a straight D20? Yeah. Straight D20. Add your flanking bonus. 14. 16. Oh! <laughs> oh now you All right, can. I'll trade the Pearl of Power. All right. <laughs> All right, so. Um, you get the plus two sword. Yeah, no, we'll you no but seriously, Sir Will is going to walk over with it and be like, Delai, uh, I took this because I was afraid of your power, and I, um, I was worried of what harm you might do to us, but seeing what you did to that dragon, I know... That you are here to help us as much, uh, in any way you can. And I want you to know that I would, I would never hurt you. And he hands it over to you. And Della um, is very touched by this and removes the amulet of the Dragonfoe amulet. She says, I, before I, the dragon took me down, I, I saw the look in your eyes. I could tell you had a history with these and I think this would best be served around your neck. Because I know you would never hurt me. Ever. (laughs) (laughs) And she gives you the dragon formula. Awesome. Thank you. She always comes back. (laughs) Damn Uh, it, Grant. 
Della, do you have uh, one chance before bed to try and learn? Oh, right. A spell. Do, do we find what the uh, DC is? No. So I believe it's DC 15 plus the spell's level. And what's the spell? Lightning Bolt? Yeah, so it's third level spell, right? Yeah, so DC 18. So Della will appeal to Baron for a touch of law. If you he think I didn't use them. Oh, use them. oh no! Nice. All right. Try. Here we go. <laughs> so DC 18. DC 18. Spellcraft check to learn Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. Lightning Bolt. 18. Oh! Natural wow. 8. Wow. Della. Lightning bolt. She's 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 a shock build. She really yeah. is. That's right up your alley. Lightning um, crashes and new Della cries. All right, so you you go through all this uh, equipment and then, you know, th- it's getting later into the night. You're trying to heal each other as best you can. You're trying to heal up these people that you just met, this old man, poor Lork. These uh, two young men from Shinnerman's Fortune who got tied up in this mess. And you just see all these papers and everything. And I would think you guys want to go to bed as best you can. Yeah. And is there going to be a watch just in case someone tries to interact with the illusion? Sure. Sounds like a good idea. Can you see out of the illusion? Is it like a yeah, one way mirror? See why not? Okay. Yeah, I rule, yes. Okay. Um, Lork will offer to take the first watch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what else is he going to do? He's got a good perception. Lork's trying to contribute as best he can. Night falls. Everyone falls asleep immediately. These two, you know, even though it's uncomfortable, it's more comfortable than a cage for these most of these people. And Nestor, Baron, Umlo, Della, battle-weary, Sir Will as well. So Lork just kind of props himself up within arm's reach of someone he can shake if he were to see something. Mm-hmm. And a couple Baron. hours Baron specifically. in, roll a perception check, Lork. 31. <laughs> 31. You hear a sound of a bear. <laughs> A bear? Padding up the stairs from down below. (laughs) You see a bear come up, flanked by two stone giants. They have have scent. They're just looking around. And the bear is like... You see it sniffing, looking, looking around. Starts walking towards the illusion. Uh, he's going to start. Uh, he's going to wake up Baron, just just silently. Like so, Baron, you feel a shake, and you look over, and Lork is like hand to his mouth, and you see a bear is coming up towards where the broken wall is, and the stone giants are speaking to each other in giant. Curious, they see blood everywhere, but no bodies. And the bear is like inching ever closer to where you guys are. And the stone giants come over and say something that Baron would understand to be like, there's nothing, there's no fresh meat up here. You're smelling the battle of the intruders. Let's go. We must report this. And they walk back downstairs. Oh man. <laughs> my heart was in my throat. <laughs> 
and you know watch watches pass people wake up take turns and eventually the sun begins to rise and it's through all the tragedy and horror and battles and whatnot the sun rises and you can see it even though the thing looks out mostly north it's open to the uh, east as well and so you can see the sun rising over the mountaintops and it's as usual, strangely beautiful amidst all this awfulness. And despite everything you've been through, you feel invigorated as Baron, Della, Nestor, and Sir Will. And Umlo. <gasps> level up. Oh! oh! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. So the four of you will be level nine, Ooh, and Umlo, Umlo will be level eight. Now. Wow. All right. It's been I think fifty episodes since you guys leveled up. Is that accurate? <laughs> Has it been that long? Sounds about right. It's been a while. Feels long. Umlo, I feel like levels up all the time. <laughs> so nothing really new to the ums. But let's talk powers briefly, Matthew. I don't care about your reflex save. I don't care that you put a point into sense motive. I want to know interesting new things about. Uh, I'm so terrified of this already. A ninth level Della, ninth <laughs> level or eighth level Magus? Eighth level Magus. Did you go Magus or Bard? I went Magus. All right. So I wanted to go Bard, but second level Bard just so the, the stuff is just not that interesting. That's a tough thing about multi-class and like you want to get through those early levels fast, but you got to burn a level trying to get to that right. third, fourth, fifth level Bard. Uh, all right. So what does that ninth level or uh, eighth level Magus get? Two attacks. Oh, yeah, that's the big one. Looks like somebody's going to be oh, confirming boy. fumbles. Okay, there we go. two attacks. Two attacks. I got a new feat. Uh, I did. Give I him did. the lork. Oh, <laughs> hey. There has been no shortage of feet puns all over Reddit and Facebook. <laughs> uh, so I Della took the feat Shadow Walker. Shadow Walker. So basically, fetchlings, when they reach ninth level, can use this ability, uh, which is called... I have to look at Shadow Walk. Ah. Which <laughs> what you just said. Makes sense. Yeah. So Shadow Walk. <laughs> shadow Walk you basically like you you're, if you're in an area of shadow or low light you can kind of merge on the with the borders of the shadow plane and you can travel along there and you travel at like 50 miles per hour or something ridiculous in the material plane. Right. But right. it's very unpredictable because you can't really see what's going on in the material plane. You can't see plane. the terrain around you. Yeah. Um, That's and you can cool. Take, and you can take people with you? No. It, the, it's just because it's a fetchling spell-like ability. It's myself only. Ah. The, the spell... The spell actually you can. So it's it's dangerous. It's not... Uh, I, 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 you told me you were going to take this and it's not... Uh, in the uh, it says in the description of the spell it's not good for scouting and spying because there's it's dangerous knowing where you're going to end up but if you want to get yeah, it's like 1d10 times 100 feet right but if you want to get are, like you could have said guys let me check out the cathedral and just shadow walked from the gate where the Etten and the Smilodons were up to there and hope that you landed somewhere near the cathedral yes. but you could have ended up like in the fighting pits right um, so, but, so with dangerous. this feat with this feat shadow walker you can use that Shadow Walk spell-like ability as a fetchling, as a special fetchling feat, as Dimension Door. Oh, and Skid. Once per day. Skid, tell us about Dimension Door. Uh, Dimension Door is basically uh, it's a teleportation spell with like a limited range, basically. Uh, so it's uh, very useful. She can hop around like a, 
Nightcrawler or some fucking shit. <laughs> I just wanted to hear the nerd interrupt. It was time for nerd. <laughs> it was. Uh, anything else cool, uh, Matthew? Uh, some cool spells, but you'll see them when they happen. Ah, good. Keep us uh, keep us interested. Keep now, us guessing. Baron, uh, do we go Gunslinger, Inquisitor, Rogue? Uh, Baron just wanted to uh, keep the role-playing flavor right, okay. not min-max. Okay. So he is now a samurai. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you found all that Eastern weapons. So you're now switching from the gun to those masterwork nunchucks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, if you think That's about really not min max. If you think about spaghetti westerns taking all their cues from Akira Kurosawa samurai films, it only makes sense uh, to go backwards. So no, I took Inquisitor. Okay, nice, awesome. Um, just gonna keep weakening my character so Troy can kill him. <laughs> And um, the big things that are different um, are that I took an extra feat of quick draw. Ah, oh, good. That would have helped last combat. Yeah, it would have. Um, and I also get cunning initiative, Ooh. which allows me to add my wisdom modifier. So my initiative jumped up three points. From so you add it instead of your dex or on top of your dex? Additionally, my friend, cool. I go from plus nine to plus 12 dex. Do you get any extra judgments as a second level inquisitor? No, that's until fourth level, oh, fourth, okay. which I'll be dead before that happens. But um, <laughs> but you know your judgment, the strength of that first judgment goes up. I think some of them, like instead of a plus one to AC, you get a plus two to AC. Right, they scale. Some of them you have to be like m- higher levels to get the, the plus two and then the plus three. But anyways, very cool. Last little ones, uh, detect any alignment at will, track, and, which is just a bonus to survival checks, and my spell, my new spell I learned uh, in leveling up is Shield of Faith. Shield of Faith. Oh, oh, an old Galabras classic. Yeah. You've got to have Shield of Faith. You've got to. got to have it. <laughs> you got to have Which it. Which I believe also scales with level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you have that one always on deck. Always on you deck. You never know. It's just yeah. so versatile. You should have played that one when Sir Will was standing over Della's yeah. lifeless body. You know what? He draws a sword yeah. and... <laughs> the great part is that neither uh, Galabras nor Lork will ever dance again. Oh. Or Gormley. Galabras could dance. That is just yeah. a careless... He still has a comment. will. Uh, I don't like your pessimism, Grant. <laughs> Nestor Coin, talk to me. Slayer? Yeah, I took another level of Slayer. Okay. Do not Why is Skid the only to, one that uh, doesn't have to multiclass? <laughs> so horrifying. I gave a character reason for never doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, he did. Uh, I mean, it's just got mechanically just BAB goes up. Yeah, BAB goes extra, up. Extra, what else? Uh, I get an extra D6 on my sneak attack. Oof. Um, <laughs> great, and uh, I got I got a feat at, at this level, um, and I took a dazzling display oh. uh, for my longbow. So what happens is I take a, a round action to do an intimidating uh, display of prowess with my weapon, and I get an intimidate check to demoralize everyone within thirty feet. Yes, that's perfect for him. What also happened? What I also took is uh, for six levels, I've been taking one sixth of the Slayer talent from my favorite class oh, bonus. So smart. So this is this is the so I get a I also get another Slayer talent at this level, and I took Shatter Defenses. Oh, what is that? Which if I um if if 
if I hit an opponent with a with whatever weapon I chose, my longbow in this case, um, who is demoralized, they uh, are treated as flat-footed until the end of my next round. Oh, oh sneak attack! Sneak attack! Wow, that is. <laughs> It's so, so Nestor too. It yeah, fits yeah. perfectly. Yeah, that is cool. That's the twofer that I've been I've been gunning for for quite a while. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, the, the only reason I saved you for last, Joe, is because I honestly don't know what you're going to pick. You have no <laughs> paladin powers. So, uh, did you go samurai? <laughs> like, what no. are you going to do? No, I was thinking if. I'm thinking one of two things for Sir Will's story, which is redemption and uh, full-blown paladin, or uh, full uh, not redemption and anti-paladin route. And I don't know which way he's going to go yet, so I want to take that paladin level, because they all go anti-paladin level once you change. But you cannot take a level in paladin when you're an ex-member, Ah, which I didn't know. So you not only do you lose the powers, you cannot take a level in the class. So and had you went anti-paladin, you could go to take another level. Sure, if I had done it already. Right, 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 right. But uh, yeah, so I couldn't take that. So I went. I was like thinking about it, and I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go back to Cavalier. And then from a character standpoint, I was like, this is great because I'm realizing I've lost my connection with my deity, but I've not lost my connection with Highbury. And that, to <laughs> me, is like the basis for a lot of his Cavalier abilities. Sure, your and honor, so- however, is a different story. Well, just ease down. I didn't, I didn't interrupt your uh, feed explanation. I didn't try to kill your character. Um, Threatened you. Uh, you pretty much did. But uh, I basically uh, went the Cavalier route, and it's kind of exciting. It's kind of fun, uh, which I never planned to do with this character. I planned to go full Paladin. So uh, at fourth level Cavalier, I get Expert Trainer, which allows me to... and. Any of you guys, you know, when we go back, obviously, and find Della's dead horse, which is no way it's alive. Reggie, yeah. <laughs> Reggie, yeah. which has been tied up outside for weeks. Um, Expert Trainer allows you to train mounts, like multiple mounts at the same time in, and very quickly. For you or for anyone? For anybody. You can, ah. raise, you can also raise the DC by five to train a mount in a day for what takes a week. For everybody else. Oh, wow. See, that's cool. So it's just kind of fun stuff. But Horse Whisperer. Exactly, exactly. And then the main thing that it does is it, it it's a prerequisite for a feat, which I took at ninth level, called Horse Master. <laughs> what? Now, here's what happens in the morning. I take this feat, Horse Master, and it immediately makes Lexington equal to my character level not my cavalier level Mm. so when we think about Lexington seeing what went down I'm probably going to need Skid's help with this but I imagine Lexington advancing so quickly in level and I guess he can't really speak but he's kind of like you know Will you got to get your shit together (laughs) like he basically takes control of the pairing to a certain extent. You're going to put a point in intelligence? He, su- <laughs> he suddenly becomes an eighth-level wolf. Wow. Full-blown mount. His hit points go through the roof. He get Well, I mean, technically, he gets plus eight strength, and he becomes a large wolf. But I went the alternate archetype route because Sir Will can't ride him at that size. Right. Uh, so he gets a bonus to dex and con. 
He doesn't grow bigger, but he grows much faster and just much more advanced. I mean, that's great for you to be, especially faster. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I didn't hear you say little doggy uh, master. I heard you say horse master. <laughs> yeah. How, how is that feed written? It's it's written for a mount. Okay. All right. Written all right. For a mount, so you're the wolf master. Right. So what I want you to do with me, because I didn't tell you about this, is I want you to roll four levels of uh, Lexington hit points with me. Wow. What are those? D fours. D eights. D eights. Okay. D eights. So we can see how tough. <laughs> The new and improved Lexington is going to be. And the way we roll hit points, we usually do this uh, between sessions. I told these guys to get ready because you never know when level nine is going to come. And we roll, I roll uh, the hit die, and they roll the hit die, and we take the better one. Um, All right, so uh, fifth level, Lexington. Three? Four. Damn it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> right. Damn. Uh, sixth level, Lexington. Uh-oh. Eight. Two. There you nice. Go. Good, one. Good one. Good one, Lex. Uh, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, I rolled buddy. a D twenty. You're not helping. Eight, five. Oh my God. All right, you should be happy with whatever you get here. Then, oh, yeah. yeah, no, seriously, can't complain this now. Is money in the bank. Oh. Seven, one. Wow. Oh my God, wow. Lexington. Oh, Lexington man. just became OP. Yeah, literally, I feel like he just. He went from 31 hit points to 84 hit points. Yeah. Wow. Because his con goes up with that bonus and everything, too. It's just an awesome, God, an, an awesome feat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now Troy will try to kill him at every chance. Oh, he's just going to be a little harder to kill. Well, so, I'll, I'll keep trying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, and his AC is now 29. Oh, nice. When he's in armor. Wow. Cool. Just ridiculous. So That's you all great. wake up invigorated, feeling more powerful. You know, maybe that brush with death, although a failure, essentially, the creature got away, made you realize that you need to steel yourselves against this enemy. And so you wake up with these new powers. Lexington, even, more powerful. But as Lexington is getting stronger, he also begins itching. Oh, oh, I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Oh, and now we're all sleeping in the same oh, space. Oh, yeah. And then Della and uh, Nestor see the itching, and they begin itching oh, I as well. I completely forgot. For the entire day, you will have a minus two penalty on attack rolls, saving throws, oh. skill checks, and ability checks. At any point, you can spend a move action scratching furiously at the bites to remove those penalties just until the start of your next turn. <laughs> oh, God. So you can, like, spend your move action to scratch and, and then, then your fire standard once. action to fire once. Or cast a spell you know, or cast something. cast a spell, whatever, without those minus two. And then Otherwise, next. minus two. <laughs> this, this is genius. Is this in Hero Lab? Uh, I don't know. Et- see Probably if not. Are in there. Probably not. But you can just do a adjustment minus two to everything. Lexington, <laughs> Della, and Nestor roll a DC fifteen Fortitude save to see if these are going to hatch again tomorrow. With the minus two. With the minus two. Well, can't you scratch? You can oh, scratch yeah. before you roll. I'll scratch. Sure. Yeah, me too. Get rid of some of those eggs. Fifteen exactly. Uh, sixteen. All right. So. Today is going to be a rough day, uh, but tomorrow you won't have to worry about it. Oh, and then Lexington? The next day you will. Lexington made it. Lexington made it. All right. Yeah. So so even though I don't have to roll for eggs hatching tomorrow, I still have all that, right? Baron and Sir Will. Are they scheduled on another day? And Umlo uh, won't have to worry about those eggs for a little while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Minus two to everything. So yeah, just add that in adjustments on your hero lab. 
Guys, you're at the top of this tower. If you look, if anyone were to look over the edge, Sir Will, you came pretty close. It is probably a 600-foot drop to the bottom of the rock floor. I want to know, what, what the hell are you going to do? What is the plan right now? You have tons of documents from that trophy room, but you, you have no plan of action. Talk to me. Does, is everybody completely clear on where we are? In reference to where Skid saw the speech, or where um, Nestor saw the well, speech spires, of the giant, th- these towers are behind the like. That's what I thought. It's a separate building, that building, and the cliff face. Right? They're they're connected, but you did not see any. The only doors you saw that you didn't go through were in that third room. There was a door where there was like a throne and yeah. the busts. Yeah, yeah. there was and a door that led to a that, hallway where one of you heard like raucous behavior right there was no door leading in the only door that you saw leading into the cathedral itself was the door that Nestor peeked through the main doors and then Della when she was flying saw doors leading into a separate building on the north side of the cathedral so am I mistaken in that the two doors like the two ways that we can go are either through that door in the third tower from the throne room or back into the door that Nestor had gone into or straight in the front door. Or, or straight in the front door. Or cross through everything and go into that side building. I mean, I think that this calls for... Personally, I think it calls for a Della like, scouting mission or Della Nestor scouting mission to see what would be safest, but... A scout in, like, the grounds? I mean, we can't... We're, or into the buildings? I, don't, I just don't know. I mean, whatever you think, it's... I mean, I'm inclined to go into that side building... I don't I mean walking straight into a into a sanctuary sounds like bad news bears. That side building is the one we kind of listened to the door at and didn't go in. Right, we heard right. Ruckus arguing, and I think we opened the door and saw like a short hallway and another door. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and we never went through louder. that second door. So I mean, Baron, we did the healing here off air. Baron, your wand is gone. It's gone. So, so is Della. Della's wand is gone too. So you we have, have no wands. You have no wands. You and, have potions. Uh, Della has a potion of cure light wounds, and you can cast. And cure I can cast light. it twice. I can cast cure light yes. twice. Sir Will has no potions and is at half of his hit points. Right he now. used to be able to channel. That was sweet. Yeah, remember that? Those were the <laughs> that good was, old days. <laughs> that was the hey, bomb. But now I can train a mount in one day. <laughs> Same thing. Please, same, same difference. Thing. You know, <laughs> just same difference. So, I mean, what do you, what do you guys want to do? I mean, so is our plan to leave the rest of our group up here under the cover of our uh, our spike? Yeah, I mean, this spike is permanent, right? Is it? We'll yeah, it. it's permanent until you pull it up. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I think we, we leave them here, resting here. Do we... So, let's take a step back for everyone who's listened. <laughs> because we had an epic... Four hour, 100 episode. Why did we come to Minderhall's Valley? And what is our objective while we're here? To stop the threat of giants? Expound, expand upon that for me. I think that our mission here is to take out whoever is organizing this area. Okay. And I think that that guy is the, the guy that Nestor saw giving that speech. Urafash. And if there was a way to take him out when he's not in the middle of a meeting... <laughs> That would be best. Surrounded by hundreds of giants. Exactly. So my fear in going down that hallway is that perhaps we go back, because this is such a huge kind of sandboxy map, that we go back into an earlier part of the map that we uh, circumvented by going through the poo chute. Do you know what I mean? Like, because we took kind of the circuitous route through the sewage gates and up this way, 
that if we go down the hallway that way, we're going to end up more towards the beginning of the map. Whereas, even though the cathedral seems big and scary, it seems more likely to be where Urthash is. Yeah, and I mean, I my well, I only that, argument for going in the cathedral is that they can't have meetings like that every day. Right. <laughs> That's my only argument for going in that way. And that building is actually on the opposite side of the towers from where we came in, isn't it? Yeah. So. That's how I imagine it, anyway. Yeah. All right. So, go, so go, go to the cathedral while we're feeling powerful, quote-unquote powerful. Um, sure. Well, this is why I said scouting mission. So if you guys can scout and see if we still hear a lot of ruckus giants and then go scout the cathedral door and see if we hear anything in there, we would have better in- intel before we made any commitments. Sure. Or so, if there's even any higher entrances. What kind of higher entrances are you talking about? Something we could scale to. It's a really high thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Or Della could just fly into like uh, some fallen away roof parts. I mean, I did, my question is if we're going to, if we're go if, you know, if we're going to go, if we think we're going to go take on the big bad here, like... Is a scout? Is the am I me bearing three spells to do a scouting mission really worth it? No, I, I honestly don't think we're going for the big bad here. I just want to get more intel. We shouldn't walk yeah. blindly into anything. Well, then should we just spend a day healing up more, gathering and, intel, and looking at what we have? Yeah, that's actually. I mean, a good we idea. have all that paperwork. I mean, we should probably. Yeah, yeah, we could it. spend a day going through the maps. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Resting. Yeah. Yeah. They already came up here looking for us and didn't find us. They wouldn't suspect that we came back up here. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. Like As far as they're concerned, this area should be clear. I think tactically that's a really good idea. Study cool. those maps. And I'll do a flying mission when we know more after the maps. Well, if we're going to rest, you can do well, it whenever. Yeah, if we're going to spend the day, you could also go invisible. Oh, do you not have... Do you need a wand to go invisible? No. That's, okay. That's what I was... I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'll do the flying and the scouting today. But like, let's and read the maps so, and, and see, see if, if there's can. any movements outside. You know what I mean? See if there's yeah. patrols coming in and out. Did we find all of our uh, that the second group of characters? Did we find all their equipment when we freed them? Uh no. Right. So, so there's no spell book for Pembroke. No spell there's book. no a Gormstorn for Lork or a bu- his Black Arrow Longbow or anything. Uh no. All, all their right. gear's gone. So yeah, Pembroke is complete. He can't do anything uh, until and I and his his staff is gone too. So that there's. Absolutely nothing he can do. Um, so, so we could look around for that, too. Right. All right. I say we take a day and examine these maps. Right. Yeah. I agree with Ness. And I think that it might be wise to, well, take a day while we're itching like crazy to just not get ourselves into any scrapes. Yeah. All right. So you're going to take the day to just go over this intel. Yeah. Hope for the best. Hope that... They don't come back up there and look for you, but you're still hidden. You just don't know how long you can stay in these close quarters and have it be uh, good for everyone. Um, plus, the more time you spend, even though you've saved these prisoners, you you have to imagine that the cathedral's on high alert. Are they bringing in reinforcements? What is happening? Every moment you wait seems dangerous, but it is most likely better to be cautious, and that's what you've decided. We also have the horn. I don't know if we want to draw the dragon away. But the, if you blow the horn, the dragon will is compelled to go towards it. I don't know if, that, if we want to draw him to fight, finish him off, or draw. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say no. I, it's just so cool. But the problem is that if they're on high alert, they know the prisoners are gone, so they they're looking for us right now. Right. 
if they hear the horn, it's not just the dragon that is going to come. Drakes all over the place. There'll be gi- stone giants coming up the stairs. I mean, I'd love to see the reflex save for Lork with no feet, the <laughs> two men from Shinnermans, and Pembroke without any spells uh, against the breath weapon. But if you want to blow the horn... I wasn't great. saying doing it here. <laughs> <laughs> great idea, Matthew. Nice job, Matthew. God. So yeah, what- I'm going to draw them away by blowing the horn where we're all located in a 15-foot diameter. That makes sense. Where were you going to mm-hmm. blow it? I'm curious. Where I flew to. George Patton over here. <laughs> um, okay. So, as much as I'd like to see the one-on-one fight between Della and the dragon, uh, when you guys were in fly away. that trophy room, uh, you saw ledgers, parchment, just to give you a refresher, rosters of giants that have been recruited into the army, logistics reports dealing with how to supply this ever-growing number of giants. Various maps that you found, drawings, detail the surrounding region, including Minderhall's Valley, which you already know uh, where it is, uh, and, most importantly, at first glance, the location of several giant strongholds in the mountains. And the one that stood out the most was, of course, the very rudimentary drawing of a huge castle floating on a cloud. If you take the time to comb through the various documents and maps in this room, you find a few very important things. For one thing, you find Pembroke's spellbook. Aha! Not something none of you would have recognized. I'd be taking that thing through. But Pembroke sees it immediately. And you start to learn about the Storm Tyrant's plans. First and foremost, I want to play some music here. Is the revelation that Minderhall's Valley is just a recruiting station for Volstice's armies? Earthash has been evaluating the new conscripts here and sending the most promising recruits to a frost giant village called Skiergard. Oh my <laughs> god! For additional training. And one of the maps on the walls pinpoints the exact location of the training camp. Uh, I love Adventure Path so much! (laughs) Uh, Anybody have, uh, I guess you could do survival, unless anyone has knowledge cartography? Geography, 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 sure, yeah. Um, Pembroke certainly does. Della is going to do knowledge pool on it. uh, This is so cool. Pembroke's rolling, yeah, this is great. Of course. Della doesn't know. Uh, 14. Well, that was the incorrect meaning. 18th. Okay, so uh, it's enough to know that it's probably between 100 and 200 miles somewhere to the south of the mine spins. Man. Secondly, you see scribblings written in giant in a large hand. Anyone that reads Giant, it seems ramblings of. She is obviously dedicated to Minderhall. That much is clear. <coughs> but she has grown old, and her obsession with relighting the forge has re- produced no results. I see her time ending 
She is a mad woman. I will not go into the forge heart, but I await her death. This is, that's all what it says. Yeah. So there's a she identified in the... She. An unnamed she. An unnamed she, devoted to Minderhall, has grown useless, obsessed with the forge heart, not producing results. He will not... Obsessed with relighting the forge, not producing results, but that he will not go into the forge heart and just awaits her death. And we still have those fire crystals. Yeah, that's what the fire crystals are, I think. Um, Do we think the Oculus is too low level for this? I think so. Well, Mm. they weren't in the forge heart. This person is in the forge heart. Yeah, Baron, you would know forge heart is beneath the forge. And And the forge is here? Where is the forge? You haven't seen a forge. It was Minderhall's forge. You would assume it would be in Minderhall's valley. Right. But you have not seen any. Well, wait, didn't that's didn't where Brander was going? Urufash is that his name? What did what did you just say, Matthew? Brander wanted to strike the hammer of Uskroth on the forge of Minderhall. That's right, correct. Didn't Urufash say that he went to the forge or he saw the forge? And and the cathedral is a different location, isn't it? Did he not say that as part of his? He said that he, he went, went. He, he went on first a pilgrimage. found a place called Minderhall's Anvil, and that yeah. led him to go seek out. The cathedral, right? Isn't that right. the forge, Minderhall's anvil? Wouldn't uh, that be? Maybe, maybe not. You're not quite sure. You, it, it, I, right now, you don't have that information. In a traditional blacksmithing setup, the forge would probably be next to an anvil, so you could strike things on it. But this is magical giant shit, so who knows? It would be a pain in the ass <laughs> to have the anvil really far away from. Yeah, the forge. it would be weird. Unless the unless it's some sort of not a literal anvil. Unless right, it's unless some it's sort of geographical some kind of fucking metaphor. <laughs> Um. Oh, this is so cool. And the, you know, I mean, there's Frost a giants. there's a lot of stuff there, but uh, you do not find any of the, uh, you know, you don't find any of Lork's equipment or anything. Uh, however, what about the um, castle on a cloud? Well, seeing that drawing and looking through everything, you learn that the storm tyrant himself resides in a stronghold. Built upon a cloud that can soar through the sky. <laughs> He's that bad guy from Super Mario's Three that throws down those spiky red turtles. Oh, I would imagine he's slightly more dangerous. Yeah, I would imagine non-magical characters are going to do great. Hmm. Well, Pembroke has definitely heard tell of other flying cities, but not around here. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's pretty clear that it is one of the low- one of the ancient empires of Garun's. Uh, like before the before Starfall, I think like they had flying cities and people have been searching for their remnants. Can you do it? Ages. Can you do it as Pembroke? Yes. Well, during my travels in the Grundy interior, I, I, I attempted to find evidence of these so-called floating cities that the, that they had in those those days. One of the most prized relics that anyone has ever searched for, and I found little evidence apart from the anecdotal. But uh, <laughs> if this giant, if he has discovered similar techniques, this is troubling, troubling indeed. <laughs> and yes! uh, I don't know how much Pembroke has told you. You guys have had a night together. Maybe you, did you share with them what your original intention to coming to the mines, uh, coming to this area was? Oh, yeah, me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. It's like, well, 
and he like kind of lifts himself up like it's still like broken ribs he's like kind of like lifting himself up against the, the rocks he says, well, I, initially I had come I had reached the end of a long and fulfilling career and I uh, had certain premonitions of my own demise and I I had always wanted to see the last resting place of the whispering tyrant and so I made my way north. I left my post at the university, at the Arcanarium, and left, traveled north through the mountains. But then I happened across young Lork here and another friend who is gone now. And he told me why he traveled. He told me something of all of you. And suddenly the the opportunity to to spend my remaining days in the pursuit of a great cause makes my sightseeing trip seem little selfish and petty and so with what little time I have left I should dedicate it to you I, I do hope to see the spire sometime someday but this is what is important now I feel <laughs> and the thought of uh, seeing a castle on a cloud must be just yes, as exciting. That would be a rare and beautiful thing indeed. If you continue looking through the documents, that's pretty much all you know. It seems like it is located somewhere within the vast range of the mind spins, and the mind spins are huge. Unfortunately, there are no clues as to the Flying Fortress's exact location. Well, presumably it can move regardless. Right. But yeah, that uh, that is the, the information that you glean from all the stuff founding that room. Wow. Uh, There's a little bit of end uh, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember. Did, did we, were we able to pinpoint a location of the Frost Giant village? In the, yeah, it's yeah. 100 or 200, oh, 200 miles, miles south. south. That's, That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm sure with some more like thought over the next couple of days you could do better with it, but you have a map leading you directly there. Okay, and during that day, uh, Lork is in excruciating pain. I mean, I'm assuming you're having him be stabilized, right? Like he's not going to continue yeah, yeah. to die because these things didn't heal. Like, no, no, are, are his, his stumps healing? His stumps are, are healing as best they can. He doesn't have like infections. Baron wants to cauterize them with his gun or not? But uh, <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> between between the magical healing that they give you, you know, your and some food. Over the next couple of days, you're going to gain your strength back, but your feet are gone. But, but, but he's stable. He's not Yeah, he's stable. Not dying. dying. Yeah, right. no, no, no. no, no. They, um, during that day, Lork... The, the torturers were very, uh, very adamant on making sure you all stayed alive. Like, those villagers had tons of uh, non-lethal damage as well, but they were alive. So he's regaining hit points, just not extremities. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. And Pembroke and Lork... And even Faraza, who we have not talked about, all gained experience points yeah, during the, yeah. that part of the journey. So uh, Lork is just going to, during that day, he's going to, to tell Baron, at least, and Della if she's interested at all, in what his idea was, what Katrezra had told him, and what he felt he thought he could do 
to end the murderer's curse. And he completely comes clean uh, to Baron, sort of quietly and through a painful conversation, literally and figuratively, to tell him that he, you know, explaining to him the murder and that he is, in fact, a uh, a criminal. Why did you feel at peace bringing those other three Pembroke he's a nice guy I don't know the gentleman who died and I don't know the one that flew off but why do you feel okay roping them out but leaving us behind because the half-orc who died he was very brave a follower of Gorham he almost sought death as a religion he wanted it to happen and Pembroke well Yes, I explained yeah. earlier. If you listen to two episodes previous, <laughs> I, I went into some detail about why um, I was all right with all this. <laughs> um, I told them eventually, after a time, about the curse, and they agreed to come Pembroke because he knew he was part of something greater, and because he found or he saw a vision of his own death. And I hope it is not too soon, friend. We could use you. I these men could use you. And Lurk is also telling them like how awesome these, he is, you know? Uh, telling Baron how awesome Pembroke is. Um, and then, as for the mystery druid, he explains of this mystery druid that flew away, who said that she was destined to find the one or something like that who was going to turn the tide against the fight against the giants, and she also knew of the curse and was willing to go through with it because she was f- uh, a fearless uh, creature. And that, that was all that he could describe. And then he just said he felt as if he was walking you into certain death and he was too close to you to do it. I just gotten too close. Why do you want to keep on living if you can't fight no more without any feet? How can we get you back into the fight if you want to? Well, now it's revenge. There must be some way to take out this monster who killed... Orphas, right in front of my eyes, who took my feet. He did take my feet, right? That was him. No, no Grinsel. Oh, it was Grisselcrack. That's right. Um, yeah, I guess. Do you tell Lord that you killed Grisselcrack? Like, that could be all in that that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah we well, definitely tell her. You t- you talk about Grisselcrack. Easy. Giant. Yeah, uh, I'll tell him what happened to, to my feet. And yeah. Sir Will can say I, I felt the beast. Yeah, oh my god. He stabbed her in the head with a lance. Yeah. Sir, <laughs> I Sir stabbed Will. her in the head with a lance. Somebody knocked, it, knocked her prone. I think uh, Della did blade lash or something. I tripped her. her. Yeah. yeah tripped her cool and then Sir Will her. impaled her head. Yeah. Yeah, so just, I, I love this idea of staying here for a day because it does give us an opportunity to really kind of exchange all these, all these stories. Um, but yeah, from a, from a standpoint of, Lork realized that he was he was making an emotional decision and it was not the right decision and he apologizes and realizes that uh he was he thought that he was being wise but he was being foolish. Well, you might be more of a threat to our life now that you don't have any feet to move with than you were before, but Oh, this is what I'm saying, mate. Like, could someone tell me like, what the plan is? I mean, we're going to like go out, and then like we'll have to we'll have like a little, little vacation home here at the top of this fucking tower, and keep coming back and taking care of this lot. I mean, is that what we're going to do? I mean, well, it seems like a huge risk to take. No you, offense. What do you want to do? None taken. 
No, 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 mate. I mean, you're right. No, this is brilliant. I mean, look, I mean, we've got, you know, a, a doddering old man who may not, won't be able to stand up for probably about a week by the looks of him. Uh, we've got a slightly less old man who probably will never stand up again. Uh, we've got a pair of pointless peasants. Um, and one person in this entire group who might have been of some use looks like he fucking starved to death about a week ago. So, no, this is great. This is perfect. <laughs> Fucking hell. And he just walks away. He walks out of the shelter. Man. And like Ymir is holding Aram back. Because Aram is like trying to rouse himself talking about his dead father like that. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, Baron and in some ways, Della, you guys are the only people that know everybody. Well, you don't know Pembroke, but you know Lork and Nestor just as well. Lork doesn't really know Nestor. He's met him, but only for a day. Does Pembroke feel confident, at least now with his spell book, that he could guard Lork and the two people yeah, from danger? Yeah, I think he well, he does need a staff. Yeah. But even without that, I think he... Yeah. He could manage. He could manage, yeah. All right, so... So, does Del, you still want Del to do the scouting mission? Yeah, can we do a flyover during the day, an invisible flyover, Troy, just to see sure. movements? If there's... Uh, Specific patrols of people seem to be looking actively in this area for the missing prisoners and the intruders. And alternate entrances to any building around. Right. And um, the exact location of the boss. Ah, okay. Sure. And when the, you, best when you time get to it. To, the best time to come upon him as a surprise? Right. Right. He's sleeping? All his vulnerabilities and... Yeah, his weaknesses to whatever uh, energies. Just let us know. Okay. Hold on, that's a lot of info. <laughs> Take your time. There's no rush. How should I best disseminate There's this? There's no rush. Uh, all right, so you do your, boom, invisible flyover, eight minutes now instead of seven. Mm. Um, you see all the same entrances that you saw before. There is a separate entrance to that building in the north. There's the main entrance. There's the side entrance where Nestor peeked in. And then there's the entrance where you snuck into that tower on the, the far south tower you see that there are more guards placed at the gate. What was just four stone giants before looks to be six or so, and then there are sentries along the gate as well. The gate into, like, the plateau Yeah, area. the gate into, the like, the steps that lead up to the cathedral. Um, you definitely see more activity um, from just beyond, like, below. You do not see any more activity outside of the cathedral, per se. There are more guards stationed to make sure no one gets in that isn't supposed to be there, but you don't see any more, at least outside, any more new dangers other than the That's obvious. Um, oh, can I can I, fly back? can I say something else while this is going on? Sure. I, I, I think that there is something that Lork can do to be valuable, at least in a temporary way, to Nestor. While Nestor is saying this stuff about, like, why are we leaving them behind? Why are we going to take care of these people and everything? Like, Lork completely agrees. He completely gets it from a leadership standpoint. From a military standpoint, it's like, yes, you want to protect your own, but he's not, we're not on the same team, really, you know? Right. And so he gets it, but he's going to, when he can muster up the strength to talk about it, he's just going to go into detail with Nestor. He's going to pull him over and identifying Nestor as like an assassin slash killer, knowing why he was in jail, knowing that he killed that guard with point blank precision and had no wasted movement. He is going to tell him in great detail because Lork is also a giant hunter. It is his favorite enemy. He's going to tell him in great detail about Orothash. 
and exactly like what he wears, how he moves, what his like body is like, what his armor is like, where his weaknesses are, all that kind of stuff, and say, you know, kill him for me, friend. If you kill him for me, I'm happy to die up here. Um, so yeah, I think that he's just kind of giving him all the intel that he has about, about this enemy. About Orthash? Orthash, yeah, because Lork was in the room with him right. a few times. They're able to study him. Exactly. Yeah, so you're giving him as much intel as possible. So we're exchanging like favorite enemy to studied target kind of mechanically. Is how, how do you I, respond to that, Nestor? Uh, he's like on his haunches, like listening to him, like nodding. He's like, listen, mate, I appreciate the thought, but takes me a fraction of a cent fraction of a second to learn a lot more than what you just told me right now and you know I appreciate like well you've done in your uh, in your career storied as it may be <laughs> but right now you're a fucking anchor mate you're a fucking liability oh then just put me down here I may he stands up and walks away Lurk and Nestor Heading downstairs Well I mean Are we doing the next day Yeah Next so you, day Yeah Get your con And your level And your con back And hit points Healing spells And then the next day You, you wish Pembroke And Lork And Aram And Ymir Luck And <laughs> Nestor doesn't But Right Sir Will definitely does Right <laughs> Um, if you die Don't give away our position um, <laughs> who, Does anyone need healing before, like, I, I can burn my two cure spells. Oh, yeah. I think we're all good. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not. So if you want to burn your spells for the day. Five. We could do it later. It's fine. Five. So ten for you. Cool. Sweet. And then we go to bed. Then you go to bed. So do we have to roll saves the next morning? Um, yes. Or n- No, you said. Uh, you have to roll save every single day until you remove the disease. Uh, and then, yeah. But that will be to see if it happens the following day. So... Ah. Uh, Nestor, Della, and uh, Lexington roll a DC 15 fortitude save. Scratching first. Right, right. Uh, Lexington makes it. Okay. Della makes it. Fail. All right, so uh, the uh, this is the day that you're... So I'm okay today and then tomorrow. Right? Yes. Yeah, the onset is one day. So okay. you, yesterday's save allowed you to... I, I forgot to do a save in there. Let's just move on. Uh, but yeah, t- tomorrow you're going to be in trouble, Nestor. Right. And uh, Della will start fresh. Meanwhile, Sir Will and Baron and Umlo are like, when is it going to hit us? Day three, I think. So you go downstairs, or are you doing some stealth, some listening? Talk to me. I think the plan is to go to the that third door, right? The door of the third tower. And listen. Yeah. Yep. 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 Mm. But we're now moving in force. We're, the four of us are moving. Lexington, Will, Nestor, Baron, and Della. And Umlo. Is Umlo going to stay? Is it, are uh, his hit points all the way back up? Yeah, he's, yeah, he'll come. Okay. Yeah. And we go down to that door where we heard raucous behavior before. Okay, you just go through all the rooms Well, I mean, we, 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 yeah, we, yeah, so we scout each room. So we're not going to the sanctuary. You want to go to the other building? We want to check the door real quick. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that we can check without ever all, going outside. All, all your scouting missions saw were that there were more guards, not that there were alternate means of ingress or egress. And we don't know who might have repopulated this tower, so we're obviously taking it slowly. Yeah. All right. Dele and, well, Baron, well, whoever, is it the stealthiest of us will scout ahead and then, you know, do it. All right. Uh, 
Nestor, roll one stealth check. Okay. Uh, 28. You sneak down that first set of steps into the room, the Inquisition room, and all you see is Rasmataz, <laughs> who they've now explained to you at length who he is. Is it worth using the uh, the scroll of Charm Monster? No. No. <laughs> uh, Pembroke right. can come down okay. uh, when he's ready and, and cast it. Okay. Um, brings everybody down. Next level. Roll a stealth check. Uh, 24. 24. You go down into that room with the bed and the tables. Nobody's in there. But someone has been in there. There's evidence. Are the bodies cleared up? This is the no. This is just the bedroom. The, oh, the bedroom. The next right, room right, right. is the one with the bodies. Anything? Any evidence of uh, Pembroke staff or Lurk stuff? You don't see anything. All right, stealth for the next level. Uh, thirty. Thirty. Go down there, tiptoe. Don't make a sound. All the bodies are gone. Surog and the five rocks are gone. And when you go down to the next level, that's where you are on your maps. Tharg Three Eyes is gone as well. Okay. Still stinks of shit. Look at the size of that room. Nestor, Umlo, Baron, Della, Sir Will. You make your way back towards the chapter house? Up to the north? Yeah. Okay. Stealth check, Nestor. Uh, 21. Best perception? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Twenty-seven. Don't hear anything on the other side of the door. You guys enter that room where all the boxes and crates and that throne where Baron felt the presence of evil all over him. And you guys cross the bodies of those uh, Nirmathas soldiers are still there. At least they haven't been cleaned up yet. And then you guys go up to that double doors on the north east portion. And what do you want to do? Listen at the door. Okay, perception. Can we all do it? Uh, sure. Uh, 22. 19. 23. It's morning. You hear like faint sounds of something, but nothing nothing on the exact opposite side of the same situation as before. You hear sounds coming from the What farther sounds? Room. Grumbling, giant sounds? Banging. Banging. Bang. Steady banging or unpredictable banging? Unpredictable banging. Like sex or no. actual banging? <laughs> like carpentry. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's building All a right. Fort. Kick uh, the door open. Yeah. <laughs> Kick it in. <laughs> Kick it in. <laughs> Let's open it. Stealth, stealth on the uh, on the door. Open. All right, so you go into that next room, which is a small little antechamber leading to the other room, which sounds very large. And roll a perception. Whoever's at the door. Seventeen. Twenty-seven. Eighteen. Twenty-six. All right, Baron. You recognize these sounds because it sounds like the sounds you grew up with. Sounds of merriment, loud raucous behavior banging on tables yeah drinking this is definitely the way to go 
<laughs> should definitely burst into this room. It is a record five, scratch. 20-foot-wide <laughs> door. Oh, is anybody going to take a gentleman's peek? <laughs> I would actually like to take a peek. Yeah, it's interesting that way. All right. Uh, roll a stealth check. Okay. When he opens the door, Sir Will goes, For Ivory! <laughs> <laughs> and then runs the other way. And then runs you the other way. Fuck! Uh, 28. 28. You open the door and you see, I mean, to the other... <laughs> it's really loud. That uh, <laughs> was a terrible stealth check. Yeah. You can see all the way to the other side of the room. I mean, what is the distance we're talking here? Uh, oh, 115 feet oh. to just the other side of the room. You see a set of uh, a set of double doors to your directly to your left and ahead. Another mm-hmm. set of double doors directly to your right and ahead. And huge tables filling the room. On the far side of one of the tables, you see two. Ogres, arm wrestling and drinking. Rough wooden benches sit alongside huge feasting tables the size of river rafts, stained black with beer and blood. <laughs> atop, the ta- atop the table lie greasy piles of chipped wooden bowls of congealed stew. You can see bushels of apples, scorched vegetables, dirty cutlery and cracked bones of animals. You don't even know what the hell they're eating. The floors are equally filthy. You look down, you see just littered with rotting straw, food scraps, rats are running back and forth, doing the best they can to scavenge whatever these uh, monsters have left behind. Puddles of slop and shit. You see, on the far side of the room to your right, recesses in the chamber that coincides with Della's sort of uh, view from above of the shape of this room with iron cauldrons suspended by thick chains just simmering above fires. They're cooking something. Massive hearths of soot blackened stone. You see three huge hogheads standing against the western wall. Right when you open the door, you just feel a wave of heat and sweaty B.O. stank come, like, smack you in the face. Feeded stew, stale beer. Probably reminds you of home, mister. (laughs) And just little rats running around your feet. I mean, you don't have long to, to look in here. You know that you could be seen at any moment, especially with that loud crew of idiots behind you. <laughs> but you see two ogres arm wrestling over a beer. When you see that cauldron, you see a hill giant standing next to that cauldron, cooking it. You look down the other end of the room and you see another giant standing between one of the... Uh, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six of these long tables. You see another huge giant, one you have not faced before. It appears to be a frost giant. Wow, so cool! Standing there, and then all the way on the other side of the room are the doors leading out. So, Della, if you're peeking over his shoulder looking in, you realize that that whole building you saw was one room. Now, there are exactly, or like a grog hall, kind of looks like a beer garden. Um, Mm. There's two 
like I said, across directly across from where Nestor looks in, there's a set of double doors, and then to the right of that, another set of double doors, and then you see one, two small doors on the uh, middle north side of the room as well. It, an enormous chamber. You see four enemies and five of you. What do you do? So, yeah, Nestor turns and says, uh, well, I'm game. What do you think? For Highbury. For Highbury indeed, mate. You guys walk in? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have a plan of action? Is like someone just going to oh. go running across and like flank out? Or are you just going to start bunching in? Or are you just going to go in and knock heads? Uh, Heavy crossbow loaded. Yeah, I mean, Giant's Bane. Well, yeah. yeah, I would say... Because Nestor could probably stealth in and get into position. Right, I think our ranged yeah, characters... I could, van- oh. I could vanish you and you could get yourself into position. Yeah, okay. I was thinking of just... <laughs> just marching in and be just like, Oi! And say, Oi! Any of you lot want to die first? Uh, <laughs> uh, how, 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 how? Yeah, you know, I mean... That's kind of fun, too. <laughs> well, for Sir Will, there's no difference. Like, At some point, he's just going to have to make a big entrance. There's no other way around it. So, Well, then let's make the big entrance. I, th- I say we just go in. Yeah. Well, I mean, the one bonus of vanishing is you get that early sneak attack damage. I would definitely vanish yourself and then yeah, fire yeah. one off. I'll vanish. I'll vanish you after we make we announce our presence. Baron okay. Baron says to the group, "We got to take that frost giant alive so we can know exactly where they're sending the next group to be trained." I like it. Uh, I would also suggest that you vanish. That you ready in action to vanish Nestor the second anyone. Knows we're here, so that it's not a you don't have to roll initiative for it. Great, I'll do that. So you guys walk into the room. (laughs) King, open the door. Who says what? I say, my friends and I have come here to chew bubble gum and to kill big, stupid, smelly bastards, and we're all out of bubble gum. (laughs) (laughs) Two ogres stop what they're doing. Look at you, the hill giant that's cooking in the northern part turns around. uh, and the frost giant pulls out a great axe. <laughs> <laughs> but behind you, in one of the alcoves to the south, you see a hill giant starting to wrench one of the cauldrons with cook fire, with, like, burning hot water, trying to wrench it from position to arm it up and throw at you guys. Oh. <laughs> For Highbury! It's going to be an insane combat <laughs> next week! Oh! <laughs> For Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. 
Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts.